Hello, humans. Hello, humans. It's January 20th. It's like heading towards 10 o'clock. I'm in my sand car, so it's going to sound a bit different. Got to head down coast and uh, go do some stuff, meet some people, pick up a few things. Running a little bit late. It's not too bad. Anyway, so um, we're definitely entering into uh, hyper-novelty, and uh, a lot of people are starting to experience it and um, freak out a little bit. Uh, we saw, for instance, um, Heather Haying, who is uh, Brett Weinstein's uh, wife, expressing that, you know, that this is a crazy-making way to live, right? Because she was saying they were going to have to examine everybody that they'd ever met and, you know, what they say. Is there anything that would indicate that they were like controlled opposition and all of this, right? Um, so I don't, I don't think that uh, Brett Weinstein or Heather are like, um, you know, paid controlled opposition kind of guys. I don't really see that as the mechanism. If they are, it is a little bit more subtle uh, to the point that they can't pick it up. So they may well end up getting corralled. Okay, so that's uh, that's trying to happen right now. People running around and trying to corral influencers into networks. Uh, and then they'll be able to control the people through the networks. So um, Naomi Wolf is um, uh, now associated with a um, uh, this particular little network. Some of whom, the rumors are, are being paid 70000 a month uh, to be content creators for this network. It's a lot of fucking money. But anyway, um, so, you know, so now we have to examine um, all of this kind of stuff. Is you know, any given influencer uh, part of someone's network and are they being uh, duplicitous in what they're saying because they are being paid to, right? Uh, this is this is basically what uh, Heather is alluding to, that you can't trust anything. There is no longer an authority uh, for anything and it's driving her crazy, right? Especially academics because they rely on the ability to say, I think this and then they point at a, um, a reference or a study, a piece of paper, a documentation somewhere as an authority for why they think that, right? That, that backs up their thinking of XYZ because there was a study of XYZ and they're just going to point to the study. Now, these guys read studies. They know about them. They'll critique them, uh, you know, for um, a lay audience. Um and so they know how to read these things. Most people do not. But even Brett and, and Heather have yet to come to the conclusion that all of COVID was a giant psyop. Okay, they, they have yet to come to that conclusion. They know it's all out there for tyranny, but they're seeing all of the, the symptomology of, you know, the, they think, in my opinion, they're, they're still thinking that the, um, the whole COVID psyop was simply the elite's um, uh, piggybacking on an already 
uh, existent situation, right? And so, uh, so they would believe that uh, coronavirus existed as a virus and that the actual illness was not in the shots, it was in the air. Um, and so we now know that this is basically horseshit, okay? That um, uh, I've seen some recent studies, which I do know how to read, that suggests that um, the spike protein-enabled coronavirus is actually weaker than your standard uh, coronavirus flu kind of thing, and it will expire in in mere minutes um, in oxygen. And so, uh, it, once it's exposed, once it's got its wrapper dried, you know, the mucus dried, or however it's being spread, in a natural kind of an environment, uh, it dries off and it's it's harmless in in mere minutes. Um, anyway, though, so Brett and Heather are uh, now having to deal with uh, hypernovelty to the point where there is no authority. So they're going to have to go back and examine all of their relationships. Are they being played? And so this is going to make Heather paranoid, and this makes her feel crazy, right? This is very much a crazy-making situation for her. And this is going to be what hypernovelty is going to be like for... Um, it, it, it will taint the experience of hypernovelty for probably almost all of the normies, um, no matter what their former or, or their previous positions in normie world, they will be experiencing hypernovelty, as does Heather, as this um, uh, an un, uh, an untethered Heather. Okay, so that's what she's feeling. There's there's no rope anchoring her to anything. She's free to float about anywhere she wants to go. Now, some of us like uh, you know iconoclasts and other internet nut jobs, uh, we think this is pretty cool, right? We're free to explore what we want. We don't have any constraints. You know, basically, you can't uh, stand up there and say I'm an authority because I'm a PhD, and you can't debate me because you don't have my years of experience and and or training. And then, so now our response is, well, you know, we now know that your training deliberately uh, constrained your mind and blinded you to certain shit and you were not shown certain shit deliberately so that your training is itself bogus. It's suspect. It can't be relied on. So your PhD means exactly toilet paper, right? Um, and, and it's how well you think under the moment in our current self uh, set of situations uh, that's going to um, make me rely on your information to some degree or not. So uh, so now we're, now we're into a really strange world uh, for all these academics and for the rest of normies. And we see this with um, Heather's... Um, uh, extreme frustration with their situation because they've got people calling Brett and Heather to, you know, uh, uh, just because she's associated, calling him as controlled opposition. And he, he may well be and not understand that he's being controlled, right? <laughs> so, because it can be that subtle. That, you know, these guys are masters of organization. They just set up organ the Elohim worship cult. They just set up the organizations and let, let the organizations do what they want. They only have to push the organization a little tiny bit in order to get the organization itself to do what they want. So, um, this is going to be, uh, this is how rough it's going to be, right? 
uh, Brett and Heather. Heather is is like um, Brett's confused. Okay, he's he does not yet know how to react to all of this, and he he's got some initial uh, reactions. He doesn't know how to respond to it. Rather, sorry, he has some initial reactions, but he does not yet have a formulated response as to how he's going to do this, and. Uh, you know, us woo guys, we've got like formulated responses. Um, we know, uh, you know, we know what the fuck we're doing, right? Uh, <laughs> it's all woo out there. You can't trust shit. <laughs> and you know, the, um, uh, the Elohim worship cult is behind it all. And all these fuckers are lying to you and they've all trying to, to game you or, you know, it's a big fucking agenda and there's space aliens in the mix. And that's a, that's kind of a funny thing. If you go back and find, and I don't know where it would be, maybe it's on YouTube or Odyssey or someplace, and find Brett and Heather's first uh, Dark Horse podcast, uh, I was one of the first people to do a super chat with them. And I gave them $200, which blew her away, right? They'd had like, maybe they'd had a $20 super chat, and I popped up 200 Well, I'm a crazy fucker, and I wanted to know, I wanted, they answered questions for uh, super chats at that point. That was how they were doing it. This is long before they had Patreon, their Patreon accounts or any of that kind of thing, right? Anyway, so uh, what I wanted to know was, had they ever taken into account the idea of space aliens in their thinking about evolution? And, and Brett was put in a really difficult situation as a husband to Heather, because Heather blew me off. She didn't even want to address the question. She thought it was just so crazy it wasn't even worth um, thinking about, right? wasn't even worth opening her mouth about, and she was just dismissing. She kept the $200, but she wasn't really willing to divulge how she thought about it. And Brett gave kind of a half-assed answer because he didn't want to piss her off. She wanted him to, to also have that um, uh, attitude about this, about my question about the space aliens. <laughs> And, and it told me everything I needed to know, right? It told me how rigid her mind was, uh, what their inner dynamic was between the two of them, both professionally and personally, and a whole bunch of stuff. So I felt, you know, it was $200 very well spent. And I knew at that point I had found a couple of very key uh, personalities to monitor uh, for the, the changes and shit that um, I knew I was going to be seeing here, right? Um, and so, so it worked out fine for me, but it's just, it's just really, um, you know, ironic that, um, that question about the aliens, you know, the very first big super chat they'd had and, um, where we're at now, several years later. And as we head into, uh, you know, meeting the neighbors, getting to, getting to know the, um, uh, the space aliens out and about, uh, over the course of this year. And also, you know, alien reproduction vehicles and shit, right? So, hypernovelty is that way. Hypernovelty is no authority, and those people that are used to authorities uh, are uh, anchorless, right? They're untethered. They're the untethered Heather, and um, and this is going to make them um, a little freaked out pretty much all the time, right? So, uh, Brett's just getting a little freaked out just because of his use of the word dream team. And he had a decent concept. It was a decent idea about how the, um, the silly mother weffers in what they were doing was causing their own opposition, uh, to emerge and, um, and they were strengthening their own opposition. You know, it was sort of, he'd, 
um, uh, caught, uh, you know, a little flavor of uh, Sun Tzu and, um, you know, the art of war kind of thing. And he was real pleased about it. He talks to, uh, to Tucker about it. And um, Tucker Carlson, um, you know, uh, uh, lets him go on. They talk about uh, the COVID and how it's used for tyranny and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and Brett makes this this offhanded remark. It wasn't really like he was, uh, it was a considered point. The point was these people are going to gang up on the on what he calls Goliath. Okay, and it's not really Goliath. Um, it's just, a, you know, a lot of uh, small-minded uh, psychopaths and their little cadres of sociopaths that they have with them, right? So it's not like a giant thing that's going to defeat us. It's not biblical in nature, you know, as much as uh, Bo Polney and these kind of guys want to say it is. Or if you want to say that it is biblical, okay, then it is the ultimate in biblical because nothing about the Bible is translated correctly. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The whole thing is like seriously a put-up job. Uh, you know, there's so many layers of... Um, uh, subterfuge and, and deception in all of these translations, all the way back to uh, the translations from um, uh, Aramaic into Greek for the for the New Testament, and also into the Vulgate Latin uh, for the Old Testament. and And I've been really looking into it. I hate doing all this Bible shit because it's stupid, right? It's, in my opinion, it's useless. It does not matter to me at that level. I'm just doing it for. Uh, sussing out what's there, but it, I don't care to actually know um, which was the, quote, authentic book of the Bible, because in my opinion, they're all useless, right? It does not matter to me if Bo Polney says that the, um, uh, you know, such and such happened in such and such a place uh, as part of Daniel's timeline, and it means this. It absolutely has no meaning to me at all relative to our current situation because all of the Bible is is based on lies taken from journals about how our ancestors survived the space aliens. Uh, so in that sense, the Bible is a chronicle, uh, in the Old Testament is simply a chronicle of these people surviving the space aliens right? There's no God in there. There's no uh, divine any fucking thing in there. These were space aliens that came down and fucked with humanity. Humanity existed long before the Elohim and these space aliens came on down. And Genesis does not, if you go read the original, the source material for Genesis doesn't say any of the th things that the Christians say that it does, right? Doesn't relate to, um, uh, you know, God creating man or any of that shit. That is all a lie from the Elohim. So, given that, right, given that, there, in my opinion, the Bible has no authority, then I don't see the Jews as anything more than a twisted uh, murder cult, right? A ritual murder cult. Sacrifice. Uh, that's the difference between Christianity and Judaism, basically, because they both worship the Elohim. So, Bopolni worships an Elohim. Further, he worships Jews. Okay, he's so enamored in, in what these ancient Judeans did, the times and all of that kind of stuff, that it makes his mind all sparkly and light up, and it's totally meaningless. Who gives a rat's ass if uh, Lord Yahweh made his tribe of Judeans stomp all over and kill all these people? It does not matter. It in no way was Lord Yahweh around now. He's not influencing any of our events now. He's not God. 
So under the circumstances, why pay any attention to him at all, right? Well, these it's a really complex Stockholm syndrome thing that is spread out all over humanity. We've got a huge Elohim problem. And this uh, Stockholm uh, complex is not limited to the Jews, right? It, it affects all of us. It affects the Christians, the Muslims, uh, Buddhists even, right? Everybody is affected by the Stockholm syndrome of us being abused for thousands of years by these space aliens. And it is these sets of circumstances that allow people to stand up and say that this book has any authority at all. And it is a common acceptance aspect of it that um, lets other people, uh, you know, not be really abusive to them for getting up in their case, right? So now when I'm confronted by evangelical Christians, I ask them straight up, you know, okay, so which of the Elohim are you worshiping? You know, which of the Elohim is your God? And then it degrades from there because they have no way of responding. They don't even know what the fucking Elohim is. And then when you point it out that, that there is no word for God in the Old Testament, they fucking freak out on you. They call you all kinds of, of really horrible names. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to do anything. I just don't want these fuckers up in my face about their space alien cult worship. Um, and that's what it is. See, it's, they're not worshiping God. Bo, Bo Polney in no way worships, uh, or I can't say that. Bo Polney may very well just be running a game on everybody and, and harmonizing with all this Christian shit in order to make money. Okay, that's really what it seems like. And what's he going to do when all these, these things that he prophesies actually happen, if any of them do? Well, he won't be able to make money and, you know, all of this kind of stuff because the system will be gone. He does not understand that he's... Um, He's prophesying the death of a system that is keeping his ass alive. And it's um, simply not uh, uh, going to be as, uh, as he might think in terms of his response to this uh, situation after it all goes down, after it all happens. It, uh, a lot of Christians are going to be in that same boat, right? They're going to be... Uh, they're going to be untethered heathers, and they're going to be freaking out. They'll be, you know, pull, trying to pull your hair out. They'll be just losing their minds because they won't have that anchor, and it's been there all of their lives. And we will also have this effect on the social order. And so this, I think, is what um, uh, 107 is all um, about. Just saw a sign there for a town hall meeting in this local little burg that isn't even really a town, this little white spot in the road. And they're going to have a uh, town hall meeting about national issues. Hmm, I wonder if that's the invaders. We're seeing a lot of that. They're not forming militias. These are simply town meetings. Um, anyway, though, um, so the, the, the opening of all of these issues relative to the religion and stuff has already happened. It's going to get much worse as the space aliens start coming down here, and uh, it'll really get strange when we start shooting at the space aliens, and most of the country knows that we're actively engaged in shooting at UFOs. For whatever the fuck reason they say, this is going to just freak out all kinds of people. Um, and, you know, the, the Biden regime has no hope of coping. They just do not even know, um, uh, they don't have any clue as to what they're going to do about this. Hang on, got a road hazard here. We've had so much um, in the way of um, down trees and stuff. You expect driving along that you're going to get this um, situation no matter what. 
Oh, they're pulling out huge chunks of trees. Man, that thing's got to be three foot across the log sections. Anyway, um, so the the effect on the on the social order will be mirroring uh, Heather, and uh, it'd be like you know uh, Heather on you know untethered Heather on lots of caffeine. Okay, it's going to be really, really intense uh, for some period of time as we get into all this. And we'll see the signs of it. We're seeing the signs of it now. It'll really pick up. The Wu people will be able to point out all kinds of incidences of this. Um, uh, as I was saying, by the first week of April, uh, that looks to be pretty solid um, in terms of a forecast. And then we'll have uh, most of the normies start really uh, understanding what's going on, or at least not understanding, but uh, at least being aware that something is happening. And we'll have that um, uh, happen about uh, mid-June, I think, that we'll have some level of, of normie shock, and maybe we'll start seeing uh, information about normie shock um, in the mainstream media, that kind of thing, right? Where they'll talk about people just suddenly stopping in the middle of the road and you can't, they don't make sense and you can't get their, their attention really and they're, they're not comatose, but they're shell shock, right? Uh, their brains simply are not working because of uh, a, a, an overload. Anyway. So um, it's going to be an interesting year that way. Uh, we'll see all kinds of stuff come out. There are people trying to corral influencers. Okay, so they're trying to corral um, and direct and in, and change the the direction of influencers like um, Jean Claude at uh, Beyond Mystic and others. Okay, so I've also been uh, pushed on by some of these people that are trying to. Uh, corral the thoughts, corral the thought patterns of stuff. These guys um, that are doing this, that have approached myself and uh, and Jean Claude and a couple of other people I've talked to, um, these guys don't want alien discussion. Okay, so they don't want that to appear. They've got their own agenda. They want to take us through a, um, a, politic, a, a political reworking of uh, the USA. And, um, and recover the Republic and kick out the communists, and they don't want to bring up the aliens. Their problem is, which is fine, I understand why they want to do it, because they want to keep all the uh, Christian nationalists together in a cohesive block and all of this kind of stuff, right? So they don't want anything upsetting their apple carts. And their problem is that they've already lost uh, steerage. Okay, you got to be in a canoe or some other thing where you float down the a river or float in water. You've got to be moving faster than the current in order to be able to steer that boat. If you're moving with the current, you have no hope of, of getting any steerage at all. And so uh, these corralling people have actually lost it, in my opinion. They've lost steerage. They're no longer moving faster than the linguistics. They're not able to control things um, in this regard. And um, uh, they've got real problems, and they, they do not recognize it. And so even their actions of trying to control people to say, don't talk about UFOs, don't bring up UFOs, even that is a sign that their steerage has gone. And they're, um, they're trying to play catch-up. And so 
they're they're so obtuse to what's going on in that regard they don't even recognize that this is the case so um, interesting period of time uh, we'll see how much of the corral stuff turns out to be um, uh, I won't say beneficial but at least benevolent okay and um, uh, not necessarily geared towards <laughs> towards further evil um, that, that should emerge here uh, we should start seeing more and more of that in um, uh, I think into April okay so we should see a lot of that into April we should start seeing a lot more uh, as part of, uh, of the uh, hyper novelty we were bound to get a situation where all of the influencers lost their ability to be authorities you know even authority uh, from people you've trusted for these past few years uh, is gonna go away uh, you won't just simply will not be able to um, uh, to rely on anything just because of the nature of what we're going to be going through here and you'll see that uh, reflected in all of the untethered heathers around you and these guys are going to be uh, they'll be most annoying probably um, anyway <laughs> so anyway I've got a, I'm here at this first stop I'm going to stop and get some stuff here and uh, pick up this package um, but uh, I'll do another one of these on the on the way back the last time I had uh, done one of these talks uh, my recorder fucked up uh, so it has a little uh, micro SD card in it and that micro SD card wasn't seated properly and so the first talk didn't get recorded and I didn't understand that until later on anyway so hyper novelty you're gonna lose your the authority of your influencers a lot of those are going to be discovered to be a part of controlled opposition networks some of them are not knowing not not willingly uh, they're just you know co-opted by the circumstances and the money and not being paranoid anyway so I feel bad for Brett I don't think he's actually um, I think he may indeed be in one of these um, networks like uh, amazing Polly has uh, indicated but I just don't think that he's actually one of the guys right I don't think he is um, uh, evil self-serving that kind of thing right uh, nor do I think his brother is uh, Eric but I think his brother is a real ass and he's got all kinds of um, emotional issues uh, okay let me get all this stuff here okay all right I'll talk to you guys later and we'll do some more of this rambling but of course you won't pay attention to any of it because we're into hyper novelty and you got to figure this shit out on your own.